Today on Locked On Canadians, the Habs beat the Kraken. Slavkovsky and Anderson have great games. Arbor Jack guys headed to Laval and more. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 966. We are, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. My name is Laura Sab, also known as The Active Stick. And I'm joined, as always, by Scott Matla. And Scott, we have so much to pack into this one episode today that we're actually moving our three up and three down to tomorrow. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, we're pushing it a little bit. We are. But there's just there's too much to talk about. I was going to say, I was driving back from some some work stuff today when the Jack Eye news broke when I was stopping for gas outside Syracuse. And I went... Well, we've got a game. We've got this. We're probably going to have to just push this again, which is probably for uh, the best because we also got NHL salary cap news tonight and things that we have more things that we can shift throughout the week here before the Canadians play again. I believe it is on Thursday night. Uh, but the biggest part going into tonight with us pushing that back and before we get to the Jack, I think and everything uh, the Habs won a game where they played well and deserved to win that in regulation and important fact now with this game, the Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs have the same number of regulation wins this season. One of these teams is expected to be a Stanley Cup contender. One of these teams is expected to pick in the top 10, bottom 10, whatever we're calling it here. Uh, and I think that's very funny for me. And I'm going to go tweet that now and watch my mentions uh, get filled with the worst of humanity. So, so wait, uh, so let me get this straight. It's been like a week and a half to two weeks that the Canadians have been one game behind Toronto in regulation wins. So Toronto is just like just not winning games too. Yeah, they lost to Boston over the weekend when the Habs lost and everything. So I love that uh, journey for them. The Habs are three points behind Toronto as of right now. They are one two points behind Tampa Bay because Tampa won tonight. Uh the Atlantic Division's been surprisingly feisty, unless you're the Ottawa Senators, who are uh, in last place, which um, LOL and or LMAO. But the point of this is uh, the Habs won over Seattle, a team that has given them fits since they joined the league here. And they did it by dominating the first half of the game, kind of bent for a little bit and then didn't break when the going got really tough after the second Seattle goal. And I, this is what I want to see more of from this team, a complete effort. There were hiccups. There were definite hiccups in this game, but Sean Monahan breaks his goalless streak with two goals. Tanner Pearson breaks his goalless streak with a, a goal tonight. And the biggest thing is Josh Anderson finally scored his first goal of the year on an empty netter and everybody lost their damn mind at the bell center. And I got to be honest, Love that. It's Absolutely a good moment. Love that. 
it's yes. a good moment. So if you listened to this show a couple weeks ago, somebody asked as a mailback question, when will Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson score his next goal um, or score his first goal of the season? And I said it was going to be the game right after on or after December 1st. So I was off by one game. So thanks for that, Josh. Uh, but it was such a fun moment, right? Like he's been so maligned this season and it's not like he's been doing himself very many favors, right? Like he's had a lot of games where he's played terribly. And I think that's fair to say, but you know, you always knew there was something there. It's just that I think the Canadians tried to extract too much from him and he put too much pressure on himself. And I think, you know, where he belongs as, as we, as we both, agree is middle six like he's not a top six four but sometimes depending on the situation you could put him there I was just so happy for him no matter what you know like you I love Josh Anderson it's just he hasn't had a good season I, I like anything negative that I've said it's not because that I I don't like him right so that to me was so fun the wild part about tonight is I'm looking at natural stat trick in the background here if everyone sees my eyes off screen here I thought Anderson played a smart game tonight he set up uh Monahan's goal by again passing up what a shot that he would normally just hammer on net probably not score that Monahan scores the opening goal of the game there and gets rewarded for it but like the numbers weren't good in this one but there was a shift where the Habs were stuck in their own zone I think it was in the second period they were just stuck there stuck there stuck there and as we know nothing good comes from that and his numbers didn't look great but it's one of those things that eye test doesn't always match what the stats are saying. And I think there's a way to find a middle ground in this because I didn't think he looked bad tonight, to be quite honest. Uh, and then at the other end of things, uh, the big thing, and we wanted to get to this was Uri Slavkovsky was back on the top line, which tells me Martin St. Louis listens to locked on Canadians where I said, Hey, give the young guys a chance here. He looked phenomenal without getting on the score sheet tonight. As far as I can tell, he didn't get on the score sheet tonight. So let's just check the points here. He uh, did have a phenomenal game, though. I thought he had so many moments where I was looking at it, and I was like, "This is what this is what growth looks like." And that's exactly it. And uh, Hattie and Sebastian from Lockdown NHL Prospects point this out a lot: is his ability to scan the zone that he is operating in is so much more improved. Last year, we talked a lot about how he was getting caught with his head down or he's unaware and not aware of his surroundings. Every single time he goes into the boards or goes into a scrum or is going for a puck in the offensive zone, he is getting there and his head is up identifying different options and he's making decisive plays. Are they always the correct idea? No, but he's acting with... Uh, emphasis on everything it is not slow he is catching up to the speed of everything and he's keeping cycles alive because he's using his body and he's using his reach it's not always flashy and i know this this fan base is desperate for flash and sizzle we saw the whole uh mishkov thing over this past draft he's doing all the things that lead to goals and points that top line was phenomenal tonight they kept cycles going they kept the Kraken on their heels the next line comes on scores goals after that because they're just getting worn down worn down worn down keep this together right now I know that Harvey Pinard's going to come back at some point I know there's other bodies but 
keep that trio together right now because it is working. This is the first time I know that all the numbers aren't pretty, but it felt like all four lines had meaningful contributions all night. And that that's what I want to see is balance in that. Pretty, no, but everything kind of worked out, you know, for the Canadians offense tonight. And I think that made Montembeau's life easy for the most part. A couple issues here or there, but I, I was happy with what I saw from the Habs. I wouldn't have been happy if they blew it. They were up 3 nothing. You should be able to lock that game down. But I'm happy to see them get a win over a team that's given them fits in a game that they would have lost last year or even a couple of weeks ago. Right, and that's exactly it, is that you look at the effort and it's there, but you also see better ideas. And that, that to me is something that, you know, people are still talking about firing Marty. And I think, you know, the Habs are not going to do that. <laughs> the Canadians are not going to fire Marty, okay? The Canadians are going to give Marty a lineup that can win, and then they're going to fire him if he doesn't win with that, right? So for me, watching... Martin St. Louis try different things and learn from the past and kind of try and utilize what he has at his disposal as much as he possibly can. That to me was very positive tonight. That's how I felt. I don't know if everybody agrees with me, so feel free to sound off in the comments. Uh, but, you know, I, I like I, I truly see this as a learning curve for Marty as well. And he's going to have so many ups and downs. But at some point, he's either going to prove himself to be a good coach or a bad coach. Like right now, he's not a like he's not a full coach yet. He's 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 got an NHL coaching gig, but he's not fully formed. So let's give him that time. And I, I was happy with like the improvement. Uh, and also shout out in this game, uh, Jaden Struble led the team in uh, lowest ice time among defensemen, just over ten minutes at five on five, and finished with a ninety-two point eight six expected goals for in this game. Uh, there's, there's some tough decisions to be made in this game. Also, Jonathan Kovacevic finished with 30 Corsi events for while he was on the ice. The next closest Montreal Canadian had 20 and that was Mike Matheson. Just a hot, this was a high event game both ways, which you know what makes for fun hockey. And I would rather they play fun hockey than be boring and lose. If you're going to lose, go out blazing, but they didn't. So I, I've got no complaints. I was ready to come into this and just be like, wow, this weekend sucked. Here's all the downs. Here's all the things that I hate. And then the team won. I'm like, wow, I should talk to my therapist about why this hockey team impacts my life so much. But <laughs> that's for another time. All right. And speaking of Struble, there is some defenseman news coming up. As Scott said, there are some uh, tough decisions to be made by the Montreal Canadiens. But that is all coming up in our next segment. But first, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Do you hate waiting? Indeed's US, U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. 
What I love about Indeed is it makes it so easy. Hiring is hard. It is one of the hardest part of a management job. And Indeed makes everything so easy because the candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in an in-search, according to U.S. Indeed data. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing of not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need indeed. All right, Scott. So today we got the news that Arbor Jackeye has been removed from the injured list and is now being sent to Laval. And everybody immediately reacted to that with, is this a conditioning stint? And the answer is probably no. Uh, no. And uh, I'm going to grab the tweet from Jared Book here because he had the actual answer to this uh, that I think was important. Where is it here? Um, so if it was a conditioning stint, Arbor Jack, I would officially have to count on the Canadians 23 player roster. They do not have the space for it right now. Jack, I right now does not require waivers to go down to the AHL, which, okay. He hasn't played in a couple of weeks because the team's been on the road while he recuperates from injury. The rocket desperately need defensemen. Jack, I needs ice time. And for in, for admittedly, I don't understand it why they love Gustav Lindstrom so much. Instead, they don't have a space for him at the NHL level. You can't take Struble out of the lineup when he's playing this well. They're trying to get Justin Barron acclimated. Kovacevic is playing really well. You're not going to remove Gooley or Matheson from the lineup. They, I, I don't get why they love Lindstrom, and Norlander's not even playing. You have to shift these bodies here. Jordan Harris is also out. you got to find room for him. David Savard skating with the team as well. He'll be back soon. There's a lot of bodies suddenly compounding again. And my first thought is he's going to go down, play a handful of games. And then I think my, my head cannon for all of this is whenever this goalie trade happens there, one of these young defensemen is probably going out as well. I do not think it's Arbor Jack. I had to clear that up. I do not think it's Jordan Harris. I think it's going to be Matthias Norlander just because Jean-Francois Hull doesn't seem to trust him, and Martin Saint-Louis hasn't played him since they called him up, despite watching Gustav Lindstrom do whatever he is doing there. He was injured, missed a bunch of time, and hasn't been able to skate with the team because they were on the West Coast for a couple of weeks there, then has to come back and try and acclimate himself. He's probably going to play big minutes there, and I, the one thing I am worried about with him going to Laval is the game that he's going to play on Wednesday night is against Belleville. Anyone who's followed me through AHL coverage knows that games against the Senators are stupid. And the Senators AHL team is loaded with guys who are always looking to cause an issue. And they're going to look at Jack Eye and they're going to try to get him off his game I don't mind if he wants to physically kind of insert himself in there and protect his teammates, but he needs to be doing more than fighting guys who are never going to make it out of the AHL. Like guys like Zach McEwen aren't worth fighting guys like, you know, Boko Amama are not worth fighting. They're not worth your time 
because they're bad AHL players and you are a guy who is an NHL caliber defenseman. Focus on getting back to your game and focus on the little things there. And I assume we'll see him back before too long. I, I know the panic is, and I know what George LaRock said, and I don't care because it's nothing. This There's not a, uh, he's not going to not end the year here. Like, I'm not going to delve into that. It's dumb and it's stupid and it's not worth your time. This is to get a player on track because they found a surprise in Jaden Struble with how well he's played at the NHL level that there's not, you can't afford to take him out of the lineup because he's played so well. Let Jack I get back up to speed here, and then you make the hard decisions. I don't think he's going to be with the Rocket for long until he gets his legs back under him. Then they will recall him, and they'll kind of shuffle players around here, even if it means they got to rotate Struble and Jack I or Harris or whomever as their sixth their defenseman and whatnot. They'll figure it out at some point. But for right now, this is this is Arbor Jack I getting back up to game speed right now and because the habits don't play till thursday give him a game in the middle there at least i just feel like it's such an abundance of riches to have that problem where you know Jaden struble wasn't expected to make this lineup at all you know everybody thought you know maybe he'll get a cup of coffee but at this point he's played so well that the canadians have an abundance of defensemen now and it's very much like you said like nobody needs to worry about this like they need to figure out their roster situation and their numbers so that they can fit jack Eye on the nhl team but also jack Eye kind of just he needs he needs to get his weight find his way back it might as well be a conditioning stint right I just I don't think that there's any issues right now. And the other thing too is that Jaden Struble's played so well, but that might not last. You know, like it might there might be time for him to go back to Laval and kind of refine his game, right? So I don't think this is a forever situation. I think it's totally fine. And I do know that, you know, Arbor Jacki has a huge, huge following here in Montreal. And I feel like you would all agree that he is an NHL caliber defenseman. Everything's gonna be fine there's not going to be an issue here. And it makes sense to kind of send him to Laval for a bit. I feel like the first opportunity the Canadians have, they're going to send him up and it could be as soon as the next Habs game. Right. And that's exactly it is they may be like, okay, we don't want Struble to play, you know, 10 minutes night. Let's go put him back in Laval where he can play, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 minutes a night on their top pair. Cause he's earned that. But you got to get the guy who's going to replace him in the lineup back up to speed at this point. And it's like you said, they have an embarrassment of riches. Not all of them are elite, mind you. And we're not trying to say that they are. They're not becoming Cal McCars and whatnot here. But a guy like Jonathan Kovacevic came off of waivers and has been a standout for them. Uh, you look at Matheson, you look at all these other guys here. It it's doing right by the player and for the long-term picture here. Do you want to rush Jack Eye back into the lineup? Because I believe they're playing, I want to say it's Winnipeg this week. Uh, they LA. play the Kings on Thursday, Buffalo on Saturday, the Predators on Sunday. I believe the Jets are next week because I was trying to sign up for a game over game um, and I ended up with the Islanders. Yep, the Islanders are next the Saturday after that and then the Jets are Monday, December 18th. So it's like the Kings game is not an easy one to get put back into when you've missed time. The Sabres game, maybe he'll be back for the Sabres game. I don't know. They're going to be coming here to Buffalo. Maybe I should go to the Sabres game on Saturday. But And then they play again on Sunday. They have a back-to-back situation where you might want to rotate guys out. And I believe I'm going to look up the Laval Rocket schedule here real quick just because I have 
a moment to do so. They play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So they may have him play those three games and then come back up Sunday for the game against Nashville. Get your legs underneath you and get it. The biggest thing is no one should be freaking out about this. They don't think less of Jack Eye. It doesn't mean that they're going to trade, you know, Jack Eye. It just means they're doing the right thing for long-term player development is not rushing him back. Because how many times have we seen back from injury, looks a step behind the game, takes too long to recover, and it hurts their overall play. This is the smart thing to do with him. And like I said, uh, all eyes are going to be on the rocket on Wednesday at Plus Bell because it's going to be a feisty game. There's a lot of senators on that team who do not like Jack Eye from uh, the rookie showcase. So uh, tune in. It's, you know, it it's like going to be a almost night. two years ago at this point that rookie, well, it was a year and a half ago at that rookie sh- showcase. Like they should get over it. Um, yeah. Cause that's what senators fans do is they definitely get over that. Uh, <laughs> it's an ongoing battle. Like Tim Stutes lung gravity. It's just not a thing that happens or, <laughs> it, or passes with time. Unfortunately. Uh, all right. And finally, we wanted to talk about something today because it has been in the conversation and it is about an in-season tournament. The NHL should do it. Should they? Should they not? Will they copy the um, the NBA on this? We'll talk about that in just one moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. How often are you looking for tickets for an artist that you love or an act that you love and you scramble and you can't find tickets. This is not going to be a problem for you anymore because now there's game time. Game time has flash deals and it's so easy to use. Just think about it. Are you trying to get gifts for somebody uh, this season? You're trying to get tickets to their favorite act. Maybe it's a comedian. Maybe it's a sports game. Um, Game Time is the only ticketing app that is going to give you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from the seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive or what, you know, your loved one can expect when they go to the game that you sent them to. All-in prices will show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Because I know it's so discouraging, you want to buy tickets, hidden fees are so prohibitive you don't want to buy them anymore but game time does not have that you get your costs right up front you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, so Scott, you have some strong feelings about this next thing. I do not understand this next thing. There was a conversation going on about whether or not the NHL should do an in-season tournament they, and they would replace regular season games with these tournament games. So I, what I should have done is asked our boss, Sean Woodley from Locked on Raptors about this is because the NBA this year did an in-season tournament for a trophy of some kind i believe here that replaces the regular season games they would have played they have like specialty jerseys and courts and everything made up for it and because the nba is having fun with it you know because they know how to market their league people like the nhl should do this and my biggest thought with that is why? the nhl is not competent enough to do this and i just i i don't get the nba in season tournament to begin with and Maybe it's just because I don't follow basketball overly closely outside of March Madness, which 
okay, is maybe a personal failing of my own. But what fans are clamoring for is not an in. They just want the teams to go to the Olympics again. I don't want to see the World Cup of Hockey with its dollar store plastic, you know, flower vase trophy that with teams that don't make sense and it's don't exist and countries that don't exist. Yeah. You know, team rest of Europe, basically team under 23, but only from two countries because the NHL can't make things easy. I can't help but feel that they would fumble this. Like I, in, in hindsight, I kind of get the idea of what people are going for here. It's just like people already complain the season's too long that there's breaks in here. The preseason is too long. And now you want to throw a tournament in here at some point where it'll be the in-season tournament and then they'll go back to games and then go back to the in-season tournament. And it's just like, why? Like, I don't, I don't want to be playing the in-season tournament and be like, ah, we just played the Senators twice in one week uh, in the regular season. Then we go to the in-season tournament and for whatever reason, we're playing the Senators again. One, that's just too much Ottawa in one go. And I don't trust the NHL to be able to make this happen. If someone could actually plan out a way that makes sense, I would love to hear it. You can email it to us at lockdowncanadians at gmail.com because I assume it's going to take time. But I just, it doesn't make sense for the NHL, I feel like. Because the NBA plays less games. It's It just feels like there's a lot of juggling or potential for things to go wrong with this. And I just don't really feel like we need to have another tournament where Toronto loses in the first round again, because what's the point? I like, I don't, every team is in the in-season tournament as far as I can. It's so much of this doesn't seem to fit the level of where the NHL is at. And I don't know if that's just me kind of being like old man yells at cloud about this, or if I'm just not, if I'm missing something with this right now, I'm all for the NHL doing something fun and hip. I just do not think that this is that thing right now. I feel like it would be more of a difficult logistically for the NHL to figure this out, given like, you know, arena availability and things like that. I also think that the flip side is like, maybe it's a way to keep people interested in a team that's not that good over the course of the season is just kind of like revive their interest through an in-season tournament. Because as you said, it seems like all the teams are in it. I just don't see the need for it. Like people think the NHL season is too long anyway. Uh, I and I I completely understand that. I feel like the preseason is artificially long. I feel like things like the World Cup of Hockey or the All-Star game I don't necessarily find them appealing, right? I'm sure it's it's for it's for winning new fans, things like that. The preseason is it it it, it kind of helps uh, with ticket sales and things like that, but I just think that the NHL should just be like not like not complicate things right like they it just it doesn't need to complicate things it's complicated enough already and I just I I I feel like a team can unnecessarily get injured in a tournament like that because the whole idea is like it doesn't replace the cup right like the ultimate thing is still to win the Stanley Cup in those playoffs so it just doesn't feel like an idea that is helpful to anybody. It it just feels like artificially inflating part of the season here because everyone talks the Stanley Cup, it's the hardest trophy to win in sports. And yeah, probably and outside of the Olympics. I part of it is that I just have no faith and I'm cynical that the NHL 
could actually pull this off here. And it just feels like it cheapens the season overall for like the Stanley Cup here is that, ah, well, we run the team that raises an in-season championship banner would be mocked relentlessly and probably rightly so because this feel it doesn't feel like it fits with the NHL season. People want them to shorten the NHL season a little bit so the and so the pre or the postseason ends a little bit earlier and there is some time in the summer before free agency and the draft and everything because it is season ends cup awarded the draft is like the next week then free agency's 2 days later. It's a lot and there's not a lot of time to breathe with things here. Shorten the preseason. I don't think they need an in-season tournament. If they're going to do anything, let them go back to the Olympics whenever that comes around again. I personally, the World Cup of Hockey is not my thing because I think it was ridiculous because the NHL imposed all these stupid things with it. The product itself ended up being a lot of fun, but the NHL couldn't get out of its own way with it. And that is what my thought is with this, that they're not going to be able to get out of their own way with trying to market and make this a popular thing right now. And that's just because I'm cynical with how the for God's sakes, the NHL's marketing NFTs right now. Like it's tw- it, that doesn't put December, it in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> like it's December it, of 2023. Yeah. Uh all right. Before we let you go, a quick reminder that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And that's for us. You will find us wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Like I said, we're free and available everywhere. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You'll find Scott on Twitter at Scott Matley. You'll find me at The Active Stick. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell your friends. And also do not forget your mailback questions. You can send them to us at LockedOnCanadians at Gmail. Dot com. The three up and three down will hopefully be tomorrow unless things go crazy again. We will see you then.